All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and thanks for listening in. This is the All You Need to Know podcast on Bloomberg Quint and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 7th of October. In the top news, investors will have to brace for some volatility after US markets slid overnight. President Donald Trump ended talks with Democratic leaders on the new stimulus package just hours after Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell's strongest call yet for greater spending to avoid damaging the economic recovery. In a tweet, he said that he had instructed his representatives to stop negotiating until after the election. Trump went on to say that he would pass a major stimulus bill after he wins the election, which is now less than a month away. U.S. Treasuries gained and the three equity benchmarks fell between 1.3 and 1.6%. In the Asia-Pacific region at the start, the Nikkei 225 and the Kospi in South Korea were trading lower and the Australian benchmark was higher by about a third of a percent. Among the key things to watch today is the earnings announcement of Data Consultancy Services, which will kick off the earnings season for nifty companies. And apart from that, of course, is the buyback announcement that TCS is expected to make. Now, there's also the three-day meeting of the refurbished Monetary Policy Committee that kicks off today. Most economists are penciling in a status quo on the rates front. Now, there's some hope that the spread of COVID-19 in our country is slowing. It's still early days, but the signs are good. Recoveries have now topped fresh cases on 13 of the last 30 days. And what's more, in the 24 hours to 8 a.m. yesterday, 61,000 fresh cases were reported. That's the lowest in 42 days. Let's hope that the trend continues and we go back to normal sooner rather than later. But until then, stay safe. Now, there was news on the regulatory front yesterday. The Securities and Exchange Board of India has tightened rules for fresh issues of additional Tier 1 securities by banks, restricting retail investors from investing in such securities. The restrictions follow the Yes Bank episode where 81 securities were written off when the scheme of reconstruction was approved for the lender catching a large number of retail investors off guard. The SEBI said yesterday that with effect from the 12th of October, issuers and stock exchanges will have to ensure that only qualified institutional buyers are allowed to participate in the issuance of 81 instruments. Further, the minimum allotment of 81 instruments shall not be less than 1 crore rupees and the minimum trading lot for such instruments has also been pegged at 1 crore rupees. That's according to the SEBI. In the other top news, India has shortlisted 16 domestic and global electronics makers under a $6.6 billion stimulus program to boost manufacturing. Domestic firms include contract manufacturers Dixon Technologies and Optimus Infracom and phone makers Lava and Micromax, according to a government statement. Samsung Electronics, Rising Star and contract suppliers to Apple, that is Foxconn Technology and Wistron Corp have also been shortlisted. Those are the international firms that have made the cut for the performance-linked incentives. 
In international news, a group of 39 countries, including Germany, the UK and the US, have stepped up criticism of China's human rights record, denouncing Beijing at the United Nations for its treatment of ethnic minorities and for curtailing freedoms in Hong Kong. But China's allies at the UN shot back. Pakistan, for one, read out a statement on behalf of 55 countries opposing interference in what it said were China's internal affairs under the pretext of Hong Kong and expressed support for China's implementation of the one country, two systems policy. Well, with that, it's over to Hormuz Fatakia for the trade setup for the day in India. Good morning, Hormuz. How are we looking at the start of trade today? Good morning to you, Alex, and to our listeners as well. Earnings season is back and TCS will be the first nifty company to report its second quarter results later this evening. Remember, the company will also be considering a proposal for buyback of equity shares in today's board meeting. The other important stock in focus today will be Dixon Technologies, as Alex highlighted earlier in the piece. CFO Saurabh Gupta told Bloomberg Quint that the company has large contracts with big global brands for servicing domestic as well as international markets. He said that the company intends to begin production sometime in the fourth quarter of FY21. The company's management will be joining us today at 9.30am to talk about this in greater detail, so do tune in to that conversation. Reliance Retail has another investor on board. Abu Dhabi Investment Authority will be investing over 5,500 crore rupees in Reliance Retail for a 1.2% stake. The company has now raised over 37,000 crore rupees from seven global investors. Bajaj Finance in its quarterly update has stated that new loans booked during the quarter were lower as compared to the same period last year. Assets under management for the company were flat year-on-year at close to 1.37 lakh crore rupees. It also said that it will continue to accelerate its provisioning for COVID-19 in the current quarter as well as continue to strengthen its balance sheet. The offer for sale for Indorama Synthetics for retail investors will be open today. The non-retail portion was subscribed 112% yesterday. Matrimony.com has clarified that it expects double-digit volume growth in sales for its matchmaking business and not revenue, so keep that stock on your radar. In a large deal that took place on Tuesday, the Vanguard Group has acquired 0.6% stake in Z Entertainment at 246 rupees a share. In key brokerage updates, Macquarie has initiated coverage on Solara Active Pharma with an outperform rating and a price target of 1680 rupees, citing strong growth prospects for the company even beyond FY23. And some buzzing stocks that I want to highlight from Tuesday's session, AU Small Finance Bank ended over 9.5% higher on Tuesday, the biggest single-day gain in over 8 months. The stock closed above its 50 and 200-day moving average. GTPL Hathaway ended at an upper circuit of 20% in Tuesday's session, the stock gained for the third straight day, ending at the highest level since June 2018. And lastly, a special mention to Tata Motors and HDFC. Both were news-based movers but ended with gains of over 8%. Tata Motors was up for the fourth straight day while HDFC ended at a three-month high. Early ticks on the SGX Nifty indicate that the index is trading 20 points lower around the mark of 11,650. Do log into BloombergQuint.com to read our all-you-need-to-know copy that keeps you abreast of all the market action ahead of the day's trade. With that, I wish you a safe day ahead and it's back to you, Alex. Thanks, Hormuz. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day. 
I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IVM Podcast app? On the IVM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladitya Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IVM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy.